Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Here's a sentence for the ages. A giant puppet is coming to Auckland's Altea Square in February. It was hand-woven using uh, more than one kilometre of rope, uh, more than 600 LED lights. The uh, the behemoth is called, or behemoth? Oh dear, I should have figured that one out. It's called Th- L- Leor. Leor stands over four metres tall, and Leor is designed to be puppeteered by the public. This is part of Auckland Live's Summer in the Square, and the puppet's creator is Leon Hendroff, and Leon joins me now from Perth. Kia ora. Hello. Um, what time is it? It must be what uh, early, well, late afternoon in Perth. My goodness. It is. It's about 5.30 here in sunny Western Australia. Is it 50 degrees? <laughs> it feels like it. Yeah, yeah I bet. <laughs> Leon... First of all, what should I refer to you as? Because puppet master feels like it has nefarious connotations. Is that the only the only word? Ah, uh, well, you you could say puppeteer. Puppeteer kind of refers to anyone that works with puppets, whether it's designing, making, or performing. All right, let's talk about um, Leor. How did Leor came to be? Come to be right. Okay, so. Leo, Leo is the giant puppet of String Symphony, um, which is the large-scale work, but it started as a small-scale work called String Duet, which was actually a much smaller puppet that sat on a table between one puppeteer and one audience member at a time, and together they brought the puppet to life. Um, yeah, and... Someone from the city of Joondalup here in Western Australia saw that small-scale work and asked, is it possible to get more people involved? And that's how the idea grew to String Symphony, which is what will be in New Zealand tomorrow. Tell me about your relationship with with Leo. Do you have sort of a paternal relationship? Is it more uh, Geppetto and, and Pinocchio or is it more Frankenstein and, and his monster? <laughs> um, hmm, that's interesting. Well, at the moment, I'm kind of jealous of him because he gets to travel more than I do. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, but... But I think it's great. It it has opened so many doors, not just for myself, but for other people. And the whole purpose of the work was to bring people together. And and I'm so glad that that's what it's doing. Does Leo have his own personality that, that develops through you, I suppose, as you're creating him? Or does it evolve, do you think, independently of you? Is it dictated by by the audience, by the consumers of the art? Hmm, I think part of it comes from the purpose of the work, which, as I mentioned, was to bring people together. And so he is a very friendly um, character. 
but also a lot of it comes from the different people who puppeteer it each time. So every audience member on a rope puts a bit of themselves into it, I guess, which is is the role of puppeteers. They they give the puppet their energy and life, and I guess part of the character comes from the puppeteer, and part of it is also built into the puppet. And and that collective is, I mean, Leor is a is sort of a um, an embodiment of collectivism, right? Because you need many people working together in order to operate the puppet. Absolutely, yep. So th- there's twelve ropes that control Leor, and um, yep, it takes every one of those people to be working together and in coordination with one another taking turns and and not trying to pull the ropes themselves all the time um, to bring the puppet to life. It's such an interesting niche to be in. Uh, I'm curious, Leon, as to how you found yourself in this intoxicating world of puppetry. How did you you end up making puppets? What's your background? Okay, so for me, puppetry started in primary school. It was my primary school drama teacher who had a little puppet theatre on the side, and she used to use our class as a test audience. So the first time I saw one of her shows, I was hooked. And and she was very kind. She nurtured me in it. She lent me her puppet, puppetry books. And, yeah, and that was where it started for me. When we talk about puppets, you know, I imagine most people are thinking of, uh, you know, Kermit the Frog or... Um, you know, have those sorts of images in their mind. Is that the sort of stuff that you do? That's one kind of puppet. Um, So the hand puppet or Muppet style is one kind. And then we have the string puppets or marionettes, Mm -hmm. which um, is the type that Leo is based on. Um, There are also glove puppets, like the famous Punch and Judy. Um, and there are also rod puppets, um, puppets controlled by rods and sticks. Um, many traditions are found in places like Indonesia and Malaysia. Do you just so have... there, are, there are many kinds. Sorry, I was just. Um, do, do you have all sorts of puppets just lying around your house? <laughs> I have collected a few over the years, um, but I have also just done a big clean out. But being a puppet maker, most of my creations, most of my babies go to new homes yeah. after they're, they're born. So I don't have a lot, um, but but they they have spread far and wide. <laughs> have you ever heard of a video game called Life of Pi, out of interest? Life of Pi, like the, the movie, the, the story? Um, yeah, oh, is, that, is that the name of the game? Oh, I've, no, I might have gotten the name wrong. Anyway, it's a video game where um, a recurring theme is um, uh, enchanted puppets that try to kill you, and it's really creepy. But, um, oh, yeah. oh, okay. Mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, neither here no, nor there, I, I suppose. Yeah. And so you, you have worked, I understand, under some master puppet makers. Uh, tell me a bit about the, forgive my pronunciation here, Chuanzhou uh, marionette troupe. Yeah, so that was a troupe of marionettes, so string puppeteers from China. They have a tradition of string puppetry that goes back thousands of years. Um, they have in their collection actually um, 
a relic of a puppet for, uh, from about 2,000 years ago. And um, this group actually came to Melbourne, Australia, um, as well as the um, International Puppet Festival in Perth in 2008. And so after watching them perform, um, amazing puppeteers, their string puppets can pick up cups of tea, pour them and drink them all just with strings. <laughs> Um, I decided I really wanted to learn from them. And, and so I did this masterclass with them and learned um, a lot about their construction, their manipulation, and a bit about the history of them, which was fascinating. What makes one puppeteer better than another? Uh, I would say passion and practice. And so, sorry, I, I probably I phrased that in probably a, a less detailed. What, what I mean is, in terms of what are the sort of what are the technical skills that puppeteers possess that enable them to manipulate puppets in the way that they do, and, and how do you develop them? Mm, okay, well, the whole thing about puppetry is to bring an inanimate object to life, mm. and so I feel puppeteers need to have an innate sense of manipulation, um, of picking up an object and moving it in a way that gives it feeling or gives it the illusion of life. That can be taught um, with, with practice and manipulation skills and technique, much like ballet dancers, but a lot of it comes from the heart, I feel. Mm. It's, it's in a person. Yeah, the way that you talk about it makes me think of like a conductor in front of an orchestra but of course you also have the orchestra the technical skill of the the individual musicians who contribute to that sound as well whereas the the puppet is the work of the puppeteer um sorry is the work of the person who 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 created the puppet and then it's all in the hands of the puppeteer to bring it to life really isn't it yeah very much like like a musical instrument being played by a a master musician Yeah. yeah Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, that's a much more elegant comparison than my <laughs> one. <laughs> is Leo yeah. safe? Um, is Leo safe for kids? Yes, yep. In fact, we probably get more kids wanting to perform it than adults because the adults usually say, "Give the kids a chance." <laughs> but we definitely welcome and need adult help on certain parts of the puppet as well. Right. So anyone who goes along. Um, should be aware of the fact that they might have to contribute some muscle to the exercise. Yes, definitely. Muscle and heart. Muscle and heart. Beautiful. And um, <laughs> Leon, will you be coming across out of interest? Sadly, not this time, uh, but I hope one day I will be able to. That's, <laughs> that's kind of ironic, isn't it? That Leo gets to come. How did Leo come across? Was he like, did he have his own seat on the plane, or did he have to go on a special <laughs> ship? Or... Yeah, oh, I think he would have taken up a few. Seats yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> Let's hope he's in first class so he can lie down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if only. <laughs> no, well, well, he did come on plane, um, but in in boxes in freight. In boxes. In so. Freight. All, all that puppet packs down in parts into two kind of medium-sized air freight containers. Gee, it's fantastic. Leon, um, it's been lovely chatting to you. Um, before you go, remind us, if you would, of the dates and times that people can come and see Leon. 
Okay, so he is on from the 1st to 6th of February. And I believe there are shows at 11.30 a.m., 1 p.m., 3 p.m., 5.30 p.m., and 7 p.m. each of those days. Great stuff. Leon Hindroff, uh, puppet creator and puppeteer extraordinaire. Thanks so much for your time. It was really fun chatting to you. Pleasure. Thank you. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.